0: the teaching ministry of Judah,
1: Olor-Mai, a man called of God to compel consecration, provoke repentance and inspire worship by the preaching and teaching of God's word and the miraculous demonstration of God's power. God's word is about to hit you as life and strength. Get ready for an encounter with grace.
2: So much already I've missed. We apologize for the power outages at intervals and we hope to have some stability going forward from Ennsfort. I need to walk my mind back into the spirit of the service because I was for most of the parts outside trying to do a few other things. It's a Holy Ghost service and um, services such as this are dedicated to the operations and um, activity of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is everything
0: that Jesus
2: was, and even better. And so, today is not just for another sermon, but to experience the goodness of the Spirit as we have gathered in his house just to help us um, get going there's a film song for the service I would encourage you to sing along we sang it during the praise worship but will sing it again and um, I want you to just soak it in and use it as a basis to express your hunger and zeal for a move of the spirit personally. So we'll take the song a couple of times. i um, maybe I'll sing it the way you sang it originally. Just repeat the verses on twice and then we'll go to the next verse. We'll do the second verse twice again. Too. And then we can come back again. But well, let's learn it slowly.
1: Open now and fill my cup. Open now and feel my love.
0: Open that face. the glory of the
1: Lord. Open that I
0: want to see.
2: Luke chapter 3, this account is also in Matthew chapter 3, well let's see the Luke's rendition. Continue your progression, don't change anything. Uh, This is Jesus' baptism. Luke three twenty one. We apologize that some of the fans are off, so the ventilation is not as sufficient as it used to be. We'll just enjoy it. Tell your neighbor it will be worth it. Say it with confidence, it will be worth it. Alright. So When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, everybody say, while he prayed, prayed. the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven, which said, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased." I will speak on the popular subject, open heavens. Says after me, I receive open heavens. I receive open heavens. Right now and right here, by the word of God and by the spirit of God, my heavens are opened my heavens are opened in jesus name every christian of course has a relationship with heaven there is nothing like a christian who has no relationship with heaven <laughs> for some of you however the relationship is limited to a daily devotional called open heavens aside from that kind of a relationship for many of you there's nothing solid about your relationship with heaven. Of course, if you are a Christian, heaven is um, where you belong. But unfortunately, for many other Christians, heaven is just a futuristic destination where they look forward to someday. Many Christians do not see heaven beyond that place of enjoyment. Where we will go after the suffering of this world ends. That's not a very, very accurate way to look at the subject of heaven. How did Jesus speak about heaven? Did he speak about it as a place that he will eventually go and rest one day when they kill him? Did Jesus speak about heaven as though we are going to go and rest in one place? They will be giving us ice cream and pizza every day. This wicked world is too wicked. Is that how Jesus spoke about heaven? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 and verse 10. Jesus told his apostles to pray. in tourism them to the concept called heavenly father. Our father who art in heaven. And if we do not postpone the conversation with a heavenly father. Just because we are on earth. It means that our perspective about heaven should not just be a futuristic one. Are we still together? You can't talk about heaven only with respect to a place you will eventually go. A place you will soon go. A place you cannot wait to be inside. Heaven is now. Everybody say heaven is now. If your heavenly father is now, heaven is now. For the Christian, heaven is not just a futuristic location, where we will eventually go, depending on your theology, because of course we are still coming back to the earth. Heaven is now! And then subsequently in his teaching, he taught them to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth. Jesus didn't speak about heaven as just something we should wait for. He spoke about heaven that as something we should bring into our present realities. Heaven is not just a place you should wait for. It's a place you should bring into your present experience. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 20. The heaven conversation continued. Jesus even told us to have treasure stores in heaven. Put your money in the bank account of heaven. Jesus didn't speak about heaven with a limited futuristic tone. For him, heaven was here. Heaven is now. Heaven is here. If you see heaven as just a place you will soon go, a place you are hoping to go, you miss it. Say it again, heaven is now. Heaven is now. Say it louder, heaven is now. heaven is now. Mark chapter 6 and verse 41. He had, he had preached and there were thousands of people waiting to receive bread and fish. They were hungry. And the Bible says, he took the bread and looked up to heaven. For Jesus, heaven was one look away. One look away. It's, it's not in a distant place. It was not place where he would let that go. And that's a dimension of it. But you see that Jesus lived permanently in the consciousness that heaven is now. He looked up to heaven. Listen to me. When the Bible says he looked up to heaven, you may think he was looking at the sky. And of course, the word heaven, as described in Genesis chapter 1, also describes what is above the earth. It includes the sky or what the Bible refers to as the firmaments. But when Jesus looked up, the person documenting this phrase, the man, Mr. Mark, knew that it was not just a look into the galaxies, it was a look to where he belonged. Heaven is one look away, look up to heaven. He wasn't gazing at the sun or the or the sky or the stars. The moon was not impressing him. He was looking at a place where he lived all his life. Mark chapter 7 and verse 34. Something similar happened there. In the healing of a blind or a dumb and deaf man, he put his fingers and said, But before that, he looked up to heaven. I discovered that these days some people are beginning to pray, or are beginning to pray to the universe. How many of you have seen them before? Prayer warriors to the universe. The sky is a very beautiful creation of God. But the emphasis here, when Jesus looked up to the heaven, is not to encourage us to pray to the sky. Are you still listening to me? It's telling you that beyond this earthly realm, there's a place where you belong. You can look up. Now, when you are filled or when you are confronted with a challenge, where do you look? For some people, they look down. They lost their confidence because of the challenges of life. For some people, they look around. They look up to men. For some people, they have been taught to look within. They say, look inside. You are your own God. Jesus... Looked up to where come on, where did he look up to? Of course, it was God. If there's anybody that can look to himself, Jesus can, but he looked to heaven. That's instructive. That's instructive. I'm saying all of this just to establish the fact that heaven is not just a futuristic place of rest, it's a present governing influence over the Christian present governing influence over the Christian. In fact, in John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus said it in a very outrageous way. He says, I came down from heaven. I came down. When he said that, they were going to stone him to death. I've taught you this severally, that you cannot be controlled by the forces of Kabakogi state. You cannot be controlled by the forces of Ogomonshaw or your state. You came down from where? Live like that. Heaven is just a look away. It's just a thought away. It's just a prayer away. That's where you belong. It's not a place where you will eventually go. Or it's not just a place where you will eventually go. I will get to that bridge. we will cross it. But instead of waiting for heaven... Why don't you learn how to live in heaven even while you're on earth that's the idea of this subject we are talking about this morning open heavens now what exactly is heaven to the christian if it's not just a place of eternal rest what is heaven to the people of god as a child of god how should i see heaven how did abraham see heaven how did moses see heaven How did the Jews see heaven? Let's look at a few scriptures to help our understanding here. Genesis 22 and verse 11. The Bible speaks about the voice of God from heaven to Abraham. And so you can say that heaven is God's information quarters. Everybody say heaven... Is God's information quarters. The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So the angel called from heaven. When God speaks, he speaks from heaven. That's how the Jews recognized heaven. They saw it as a place where God lived and spoke from. But more importantly and perhaps more dominantly, The Jews saw heaven as their storehouse, even though they were on earth. Yes, they were on earth, but they saw heaven as their storehouse, as their treasure house where they lived from. And the concept is similar to the concept of an ambassador. An ambassador of the United States to Nigeria does not have to eat Nigerian food. In the embassy of the United States, every kind of American food is available. So although he's in Nigeria, he can live as an American because he's an ambassador. Do you get that? So he doesn't like Kuli Kuli and Gary. You have convinced him that Nigerian jollof rice is better than Ghana's own. He says, I just want to do my pizza and um, my. What do it? States. Huh? There is a little smoothie for there. Uh, no, no, I never go there before. So he wants to do smoothie and pizza. Now he doesn't want your own smoothie. Because he does not trust your banana, he doesn't trust your pineapple. The one they planted in America is, is the one they used to make in the embassy. The American embassy will not go and borrow Nigerian banana and say banana na banana. No, they can give that to a Nigerian, but for the diplomat, the ambassador, he will eat, he will only eat purely American stuff. Are you getting me? He will not say, okay, let's mix it with some Nigerian apple. So although he's in Nigeria, he lives off the resources of America, and the Jews lived like that. Exodus chapter sixteen and verse four. Now look at this statement, and I'd like you to consider it very closely. Exodus sixteen four. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you." Now, where do you get your bread? Uh, 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 are you a Jew? Wait, are we still together, sir? Uh, stay with me. Uh, don't give me classroom answer. Don't try to impress me. Where do you get bread from? <laughs> For Because <sale. laughs> if you are eating bread from heaven, your skin will be like You know if they chop now, you don't be like this. They use cream. <laughs> So you, you as a Nigerian, you, you, you got your, your bread from the bakery. Very good stuff. The Jews, there was a point in their life where they got it from heaven. And although they lived on the earth like normal human beings, when you see them eating that bread, you know that you and the Jews are not maids. That your case is different. They ate bread. Now, he says, the Lord said to Moses, behold, I would rain. Now, what is rain? What is rain? Downpour. Ah, what kind of grammatical answer is that? Downpour. Give me something that a baby can relate to. You. Water from the sky. What from the sky is... Ah. Is there any other sufficient answer to explain what rain is? If you explain to Paris what rain is, what will you tell him? Water from this shower. Shower is still sophisticated. Water from heaven, right? Heaven in what context? The sky. Are we clear now? So, when you say rain is falling, is water you expect, Abi? God says, "I will rain bread." It means that the concept of rain is relative. The one that is available to every nation is water. For God's people, anything can be rain. Are you listening? So when God says, "I will rain," and then if you post, you think, "Okay, water." Is I rain bread? Yeah. Eh? Heaven is God's storehouse. It is also our storehouse. And as the need is required, God, they dispatch. Are you following me? So that's how the Jews lived. So even in the subject matter of rain, because they heard God say, I will rain bread. And in Genesis, they also read of God raining fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. So they understood that rain could be fire. Could be water. It could be bread. At the point it was quail. Are you following me? So when you ask the Jew what is heaven? (laughs) They are not thinking about a place I will soon go when I die. (laughs) They are thinking about my storehouse. Where I feed from. Say it after me, heaven is my storehouse. Is my storehouse. I am supplied by heaven. heaven my so I will rain. Put anything in there. Make it specific. Money. It is unto you according to your faith. But rain can be anything. I can imagine what Lot was like when he saw fire from heaven falling like rain. Now even the rain that fell under or in the generation of Noah, it was not ordinary rain. The rain was so controlled, it did not stop until everything died. Even everything had died, it continued till they were buried. Now, so what right next you see rain, don't just see it as a natural activity, it is rain from heaven. It's not just an atmospheric conditioning, it is rain from where? Yeah. That's why, when you understand this, you will understand why the dominant punishment for Israel's sin was that the heaven was closed and there will be no rain. Elijah showed up like that, he came up and by prayer shut the heavens. Because the mother have forgotten that uh, it is God that actually sends rain, and this rain can be anything. So I said, Okay, you would just think it's because uh, nitrogen mixed with oxygen, and then, uh, yes, your science teacher taught you, I'll be okay. I want to show you that now God actually they give them. So I closed the heaven. Three and a half years, everyone was dry. Heaven is my storehouse. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12, you see the same sentiment. And then we'll read one more Old Testament scripture to portray the same point. Deuteronomy 28 The Lord will open to you, is what? Heaven. What is his good treasure? The heavens. To so give a rain to your land. So good treasure, heavens. You see that? Where is your good treasure? Heaven. When Jesus was teaching in Matthew 6.20 that you should have a... you should service your bank account in heaven, he he, he said the same thing. Your your storehouse is not here. What is here cannot... You are too wonderful. What is here cannot be enough for you. Are you listening to me? You are too big. The resources of the earth cannot do you... It is something bigger. (laughs) So you have a storehouse, an account in heaven. It's called treasure house. Go back to Deuteronomy 28 please. So, Moses in praying for the people says, God will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain to your land in the season and to bless all the work of your hand and then you shall lend to many nations but you shall not grow. Say amen. Yeah. Psalm 78 and verse 23 to 24. Yet he had commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. Verse 24. Had rained down manna. You see the word rain again. But it is not raining water. Rained down manna on them to eat and giving them of the bread of heaven. So for the Jew, heaven was their storehouse it was God's storehouse for his family and that's how they saw it for the Christian we should however not limit the concept of heaven to the storehouse concept the Jews lived for physical things they understood salvation by physical things they came out of Egypt after several years of bondage So they understood it as salvation. They were delivered from physical death because there was blood on their doorposts. That was salvation. Are we getting it? Everything about the Jews had to be physical, natural, tangible. But when the Christian now speaks about heaven, yes, it includes storehouse that gives physical things But much more than that, we understand that the storehouse of heaven doesn't just give physical things. It's not just for physical blessings. And when Jesus came, for instance, and he began to challenge the Jews, the Jews replied and said, well, give us bread like our fathers ate. Bread from heaven. And from the scriptures we read, they were correct in a sense. But Jesus was trying to let them know that, see, that bread from heaven that you claim to have eaten is not the ultimate bread. He says, I am the bread from heaven. And they were like, what are you talking about? Our fathers had bread. And true, they had manna. And it was not agge bread. Amen. Amen. True, it was from heaven. That's what we read. (laughs) But Jesus said, leave that one. That one was just to so whet your appetite. The real bread is a spiritual life that I give. Are you following me? Yeah. So you see, you can limit the heaven concept to a futuristic place of rest. You can graduate as say, Well, it's my present storehouse, but you must go on to perfection where you understand heaven as your spiritual environment, heaven as your present governing influence heaven as a storehouse for spiritual supplies it is why he could pick bread natural bread look up to heaven and by the influence of heaven multiply physical bread to feed five thousand It was still a physical satisfaction, but the influence, the governance, or the the governing power that facilitated that miracle was from heaven. And many of the things that, of course, the spiritual supplies of heaven will bring. You will feel it, you will touch it, you will see it, but there are spiritual substances and you must relate to them as a spiritual person. It's not just about bread and manna and quail, your neighbor there's more more. we can do much more with heaven than just waiting for it to come we can do much more with heaven jesus did much more with heaven so we are talking about open heavens for definition purposes I would like to describe this help heaven as a unique experience beyond natural supplies. A unique experience that describes intensified supernatural encounters. The Jews
0: this
2: the open heaven as something that God does to give them food. Whether it was natural rain or supernatural bread. What well, we must see it as a unique supernatural experience that satisfies our appetites that is not natural. That satisfies a hunger, that is not natural. And I will show you, a couple of places in scriptures, that describes this concept, of an open heaven. I will show you the argument against it. I will show you the argument for it. And I will show you that it is indeed something that exists, and you can contend for and experience. And it is my desire That you will experience it this morning. May your heavens be opened. And may you have something that is more than bread. In Jesus name. Genesis chapter 28. The story of a man called Jacob. Is a very interesting one. Now, I'd like you to see. all things transpired here. In verse 10, of course Jacob was really messed up. He had escaped from Esau. The Bible says, now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. Everybody, all all night. Because the sun had set and he took one of the stones and put it at his head. And he lay down at that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it. Now, this is still in a dream. Are we still getting it? Still in a dream. The Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham. Your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east. Let's go ahead to verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep, so it was all a dream, and said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. Ask your neighbor, what will you do with heaven? Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it, and he was afraid and said, how wholesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. I can imagine that perhaps some Israelites might have made an idol out of this place, might have gone there too to lie down. Say, so if I can sleep, maybe I will see the gates of heaven too. What Jacob was saying was a hey, personal, everybody say personal. Open heavens are personal, unique encounters. It's not like uh, somebody receives open heaven by a particular way, and another person thinks just by duplicating that method. Heaven will be open. We read that Jacob was sleeping. It does not mean you should start sleeping now. Amen. Stay awake. Tell your neighbor, stay awake. awake. (laughs) It's a unique, it's a unique encounter. Jacob slept, had a dream. Saw ladder, angels descending. Saw the Lord. The Lord spoke to him. And then he said, wow. God was here, did not know it. He called it the house of God. The gate of heaven. Verse 18, Jacob rose early in the morning, took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, poured oil on top of it, called the name of that place Bethel, which means the house of God. But the name of that city had been loose previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way, that I am going and give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, so that I will come back to my father's house in peace then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set up as a pillar shall be as God's house. And of all that you give me, I would surely give a tent to you. Are we still together? So this is Jacob's open heaven
0: experience.
2: We read about Jesus' own. Let's read again. Read it. Luke 3.21. Let's read it again. And I want you to see Jesus' attitude and approach to something that was a regular thing, perhaps. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. In other words, it was his tongue. And while he prayed... Who prayed? The heaven opened. And the Holy Spirit descended... Now, in the conversation we read of in Genesis 28, there was no mention of Holy Spirit. Is that not so? Come on, are we still together? In Jesus' open heaven experience, what we read is that the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven and said... Well, when we put all these pieces together, we also have to agree that although Scripture did not talk about the Holy Spirit's operation in Genesis 28, what he experienced was facilitated by the Holy Spirit. It was not a natural dream. How many of you dreamed last night? How many of you say your dream was natural? Just... We had too much ever. So. Come on now. Okay. If what you dreamt was supernatural, please raise your hand. Okay. So some supernatural dreams. If what you dreamt was natural, please raise your hand. Okay. So there are natural dreams and there are supernatural dreams. Do we agree on that? Jacob's owner was supernatural. And it was facilitated by the Holy Spirit. Because in John chapter 2, we see dream linked to the work of the Spirit. Joel 2.28 shall come to pass in those days pour point my spirit upon all flesh. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Are we still together? Yeah. So, it will be safe to conclude that for the Christian, the open heaven is actually intensified Holy Spirit activity and I'm using my words very carefully intensified Holy Spirit one of the reasons why many people speak against concepts such as the open heaven is that they claim that the concept of open heaven is just about the Holy Spirit poured out and once you speak in tongues the Holy Spirit has been poured out in the basic measure, so there is no other open heaven. That's a good argument, but it's flawed, it's flawed because there are subsequently other cases of people who were filled with the Spirit and experienced an open heaven later in their life. Are we still together? So we say open heaven is an intensified Holy Ghost encounter. Intensified, Not in a basic measure. No, the Holy Ghost was not a stranger to Jesus. Jesus was not a stranger to the Holy Ghost. Of course, John saw him come down like a dove upon Jesus. And in the next chapter, he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness. But I mean, the Holy Spirit was the force or the being that was responsible for Jesus' conception. We haven't told that John the Baptist in a sense was possessed by the Holy Spirit from birth. Are we together? If that happened to John the Baptist, what would happen to Jesus? So the Holy Spirit was not a general to Jesus. To make it look as though this experience in Luke Chapter 3 was the first contact the Holy Spirit had with Jesus. It's not to understand it properly. No. But this was a bit more intense. Everybody say intense. So, open heaven refers to intensified Holy Ghost activity, intensified Holy Ghost encounter, intensified Holy Ghost experience. Let me other scriptures to support my reasoning here. We have read about the man Stephen. You remember him in Acts chapter 6 when they were looking for men who were full of the spirit to handle certain matters. Stephen was full of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 6. Check it out in verse probably verse 5. He was full of faith. He was full of power. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, full of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. But then in Acts chapter 7 and verse 55, Stephen had his open heaven experience. But he, that is Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And said, look, I see the heavens opened intensified Holy Ghost activity. We are right that it was full of the Spirit. So if open heaven only means to receive the fullness of the Spirit once, then this does not add up. It actually means an intensified encounter or experience because of the Holy Ghost's dealings upon a man. He says, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Ask your neighbor, what do you see? Peter had his own open heaven experience. Acts chapter 10, let's start from verse 9. The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and wanted to eat. Peter was hungry, amen. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance
0: and saw
2: what did he see? This describes a revelation, it describes an appearance that heaven sent in the direction of Peter. But in describing it, the writer Luke says, he saw heaven open, just like Stephen saw heaven open, just like Jesus had heaven opened. You see the same phrase employed to describe the experiences, but they were different, unique experiences. For him, he saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet down at the four corners descending to him and led down to the earth. Subsequently, it was just to correct some of his erroneous theology. That's what Peter had an open heaven for. So, an open heaven is an intense Holy Ghost personalized encounter. Daniel chapter ten and verse seven. I want to emphasize the personalized encounter here from the scripture. Daniel had a vision. He says, And I, Daniel alone, saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision. The men who were with him did not see the vision. But a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. So it's personal. Everybody says it's personal. Jacob's own, personal. Jesus' own, personal. Peter's own, personal. Stephen's own, personal. Daniel's own personal. Your own tool will be personal. And that's not really a prayer. It's to let you know that uh, it depends on your personal cooperation. An open heaven cannot be forced on you. Personal focus, personal cooperation is needed. Personal participation. We are all in the same room. But some people are already in heaven. Are you getting me? Yeah. Some people have left. I've left. While some of you are enjoying the sleep on earth. Enjoying the sermon in church. Enjoying the preaching in the Gwimashaw. Personal. Paul's case also was similar in Acts chapter 9. A light struck from heaven. He heard the voice of Jesus. He spoke to the being. The people around him didn't relate to what was happening. It was a personal conversation. Say this after me I will receive a personal touch, I will receive a personal encounter from the Holy Ghost. My own heaven will be opened. See, you have your heaven. I have my own heaven. Hmm. I know what to do to labor to open my heavens. You also have to know what to do. So, open your own heavens. You have to. My destiny is not your destiny. What you need to see is not what I need to see. You need to get your own heaven opened. And you must attend. You must work hard at it as you are. Know? I cannot do it for you. I am trying to help you, teach you, show you patterns of scriptures. But you need to know what you need to do. Personal. Because it is a personal encounter. Say it again. My heaven will be opened. Let me progress here in this conversation. This is not a day for long teaching. What exactly happens... In an open heaven. We've been speaking about open heaven. We said it's not just a devotional. We said it's not just a place where we'll go and rest. It's not just a place where we'll receive bread also. It intensifies supernatural activity through the Holy Ghost. But what happens in an open heaven? In an open heaven, there are massive supplies of the Spirit. Massive outrageous, overwhelming supplies of the Spirit. The Spirit supplies. It brings stuff. And I'm not talking about bread and fish. I want to be rich in faith. I want to be rich in power. I want to be rich in joy. I want to be rich in grace. And of course I want to be rich in other matters. What's the sound? Is it the fan? Or the is What is what exactly
0: it is it. What's Is it fan? Is it
2: Can you hear me please? It is a way better. I was saying what happens in an open heaven. Massive supplies of the Spirit. So you can come to church low on faith. And then when you experience an open heaven, you are rich in faith. Do you understand how it works now? You can come to church low on joy. You are tired. You are miserable. You are sad. When you experience an open heaven, you are bubbling and overflowing with joy. Your joy is now contagious. If I touch you, I go catch him. Because you were under an open heaven. You get it now. Second Kings chapter 6. This servant of Elisha was obviously very low in faith. His master had a particular confidence and I wasn't sure where he got it from. 6 and verse 17 I think that's going to be our text well soldiers had invaded his master's house and then Elisha noticed that his servant was panicking so Elisha prayed and said Lord I pray open his eyes that he may see then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. I didn't conclude the last statement, please. All around Elisha. Okay. Go ahead, verse So when Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike these people, I pray, with blindness. Now, the servant was worried. Some of your worries because you have not been under an open heaven of late when you experience certain intensified supernatural activity, you will have nothing to fear. Elisha mastered the constancy of open heavens. So he knew what was around him. The servant was still learning. He was doing IT. So Elisha said, Okay, let's help the boy. Let's help the young man's faith. His faith is low. Probably was, hey, Jehovah, where are you? I'm your servant, though. Not like this, we could all die. So, Elisha, please say, God, eh, let him see what I can see. Open his heaven. Now, this man, do you think he will ever be afraid again? Okay, if now you, where you see. Chariots of angels around you, and one Agbero, you know, agbero, came to threaten you. You know, say so your shoulder part, go small say You don't know you they follow So your faith is boosted under an open heaven. Do you get that? Supplies of the spirit. I know that for some of you that's all God will achieve that you will leave this service. And you we'll begin to talk with the confidence of a child of God. You have been talking fear, talking panic, and tonic, talking like somebody who has no hope. Under an open heaven, supplies of the spirit, joy in great measure, faith in great measure, audacity in great measure. You see the way Bishop God talks. No matter who is president, you know that the man lives under open heaven. For a man to be talking like that. You no send you, just talk. <laughs> now open heaven, cousin. When you dwell in that atmosphere for long, you come out with the goodies of the spirit. What happens in an open heaven? Extraordinary results by divine help. Extraordinary results. Let me speak freely here. I know what it is to preach under an open heaven. Ah I know. I know what it is to sing under an open heaven. Anybody can sing, anybody can preach. But when you understand the principle of doing things under an open heaven, you notice there are extraordinary results. You do very little and the harvest is much. It's open heaven effect. Are you, are you listening to me? Yeah. I know what it means to read the Bible under open heaven. You, you read and it's as like if you are the one that wrote it. The comprehension is so robust. I know what it is to pray under an open heaven. It's eight hours into it and you don't even feel it. You are just cruising. (laughs) And I know what it is to do all those things in a closed heaven. You will labor. You will sweat. You will toil. Now, one of the characteristic features of the earth is toil. Especially after the fall. God told Adam, you will sweat. To eat, you sweat. Ah, you sweat. The subject matter of an open heaven is that occasionally those toilings and sweatings and laborings are suspended because the governing influence at that time is not earth it's heaven there's no toil in heaven we won't sweat to its bread are you feeling me? Jesus did not do ministry without open heaven he wasn't going to be like the Pharisees it's not by shouting Casting out devils without intensified supernatural activity is difficult. Out! Out! Your voice will go. You are the one that will be out. When, see, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying this to mock anybody's spiritual authority. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. But I have done some casting out that were ridiculously easy. I didn't even speak. I just came (laughs) and looked. But because this supernatural activity was intensified, it was easier. If I did it normally, I would would still get the result, but I would sweat. Ah, I would sweat. Are you following me? Extraordinary results. You can read your book under an open heaven. What it took them four hours to master, in forty minutes you say I'm done, and that will not be the evidence. The evidence will be that the result will be a. Are ah, you will be catching it? <laughs> you say, this, I didn't it didn't read for long. Ah, he read on down and open heaven. You can quote a scripture. Just quote the scripture and scriptures are powerful, always powerful. But I'm telling you, when there's intensified supernatural activity. Ah, the words indeed are spirit and life. Open heaven. I'm not saying anything that does not happen outside that intensified supernatural act- experience is not valid. I'm only saying the results are different when there's an open heaven. I've seen people do things and you just wonder, what is the secret? You know it's just open heaven. You sang a song. Another person came and sang the same song. He didn't even shout. Maybe it was even yawning. I saw a hey, 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 minister of the gospel. I think his prefix is Dr. Umar Opai. This was not the sweat. I think it was with, with they told to come and do program for three days. He said three days. Ah, he said no, it will be too stressful. I say, ah, you're a man of God now. I say yes. I say, give me thirty minutes. So the man was say, no, no, Papa, we want you for three days. He said, You don't understand what I can achieve in thirty minutes. All your generation cannot achieve in thirty weeks. So give me thirty minutes. I have mastered it. I may come and just do like this. (laughs) But you will see the effect. Are you following me? When when it's done in an open heaven atmosphere, there's almost no stress. You'll be wondering, is it not the same thing we've been trained to do? The reason is that one is done under intensified, supernatural, intense activity. That's what I'm saying. Understand what open heaven means. It is not necessarily the coming of the Spirit. You speak in tongues already. the already goes fine. I'm saying you can double up on the impact. You can triple the impact. You can intensify the impact, such that the atmosphere around you is described like an open heaven, an open. It's not like the Holy Spirit just visited Jesus on that particular day. There was something about that day because there was a righteousness being fulfilled that intensified the presence of the Spirit. It was now visible to John's eyes. So the tangibility of the work of the Spirit is in an open heaven. It can be there, but it may not be tangible. It may not be visible. When it is now open heaven, realm, it becomes tangible, visible, palpable. And in that atmosphere, things are done faster, easier, quicker. Are you following
0: me this morning?
2: In an open heaven, things are done faster. Now, open heaven, Jacob used under Laban. He went there with one shoe and one trouser. No wife, nothing. He had a revelation. An angel dictated to him how to do certain things. Before you know it, all Laban's sheep became... Jacob's own. You can do business under open heaven. No. no be by 6 to 6. I'm telling you, God can say open the shop by 10, close it by 12, 2 hours. And you'll make more than your rivals. I'm telling you. There's business under open heaven. It doesn't have to be as hard as you are thinking it is. <laughs> there's ministry under open heaven. There's business, there's academics under open heaven. There's marriage under open heaven have to be a struggle, a toil, a sweating activity. In an open heaven, there is extraordinary results. Listen. In the natural sense, as it were, when God gave rain, it was to partner with the labors of the farmer. Are you still following me? The farmer does his own work. He puts seed on the ground. Like Paul says in First Corinthians 36, Paul plants Apollo waters. Okay. So let's say the farmer tills the ground. He weeds the ground. He does his own labor. But in a natural sense, until heaven responds, there can be no harvest. The response of heaven is rain. Are we still together? No matter how brilliant a farmer is, and I'm talking about those days. In these days now, people make artificial rain. So. But in those days, they were so dependent on the operation of heaven. So they knew that if they plant and there is no rain, it's a waste. But the Jews understood, like I said, that the rain was not just a natural thing. It was God that gave rain. Are we still together? And it was so that even in the day where they planted, they knew that if rain came, it was measured in a quantity that was supposed to lead to abundance. The potter this. There was a particular year that they were not supposed to do as much farm work because it was a year of Sabbath. A year of rest. God sends rain in measures that will double their harvest so that the next year will not require their labors. Are you following me? Listen to me. When you understand this, you will now know that it's not every labor that is composed. They stress yourself. No good die before your time. (laughs) Why don't you labor in the spirit? So, Israel on the sixth year, they will plant, but they knew they were expecting double harvest because the next year was a Sabbath. And God will give a rain that is not just abundant in quantity, but Accurate in quality to supply the ground with whatever is required to produce double harvest. It was a very deliberate rain. It's not just water, very measured. In an open heaven, there's extraordinary results. You don't have to toil. Peter toiled all night and caught nothing and then one man showed up and said throw down your net hey it was not just one man he was the god of heaven he said hey, i thought all night i caught nothing but soon now you talk he threw the net all the fishes that had hidden from him and his grandfather showed up open heaven brought them are you listening to me? Yes. In open heavens, there are no scarcities. There are no scarcities. Nah. Turn all night cuts nothing at your word and my net broke. At your word and my sheep almost sank because of excess load. Ah. Don't toil like Peter all night for nothing. (laughs) Wait for the signal of the Spirit. There are instructions the Holy Ghost gives that positions you for an open heaven experience. Say, apply for the visa July. Don't do it another time, July. Don't waste your money. Stick with the plan. Are you following me? You don't have to... You don't have to queue like every other Nigerian. You don't have to. Protocols can be broken if you follow the Spirit. When Jesus came, his case was different. He did ministry with open heaven. The Pharisees were trying, but... I that this guy is sweating under Moses. Say it after me, my heavens are opening. My heavens are opening. Wide they are opening. Wide they are opening. I see things. I know things. I have things. By the spirits. In an open heaven. Extraordinary results. Because of divine help. Number three, in an open heaven, we've seen that again and again, visions and revelations that gives you an edge in life. They are revealed. Visions and revelations. Now, visions are not just to puff your ego. They are to give you an edge. I was looking at how dependent the parents, and by parents I mean Joseph and Mary, of Jesus were on Dreams. First, was that Joseph did not buy Mary's story that Holy Ghost pregnated her. If now you, you go grieve. May I you not do anything? You can't say you get better. Won't disgrace my family name, I So, an angel had to appear in a dream. I said, Joe! Now I walk. All is well. Okay. After that, Joe agreed to marry Mary. Amen. Amen. Herod showed up. And he heard a rumor that some wise men were going to go and worship a king. A king. I'm the king. Which other king? So he told the wise men, when you find out where he is, please, get back to me. Let me also come and worship. Angel showed up again in a dream. And told the wise men, don't go to him on a bad guy. He won't kill the king. Are you following me? Angels again showed up. When the king was angry and said, I will kill every child under two years old in our village. Since the wise man wise man did not come to me. The angels told Joseph and Mary, Leave and go to Egypt. In a dream. Everybody say in a dream. Revelation gives you an edge. You can be one step ahead of your enemy. gives you an edge. Now, Jesus was not grown grown up enough, as it were, to defend himself. But those that were, as it were, his his caretakers (laughs) or care managers had to rely on open, heaven realities to keep him alive. And yes, some of you no longer pay attention to your dream because you speak in tongues. He shall come to pass in those days, I poured my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Listen to me and listen well. I learned it the hard way. If you keep underrating supernatural revelation, you did it at your own peril. Eh? Once oh, Calabas, Calabas, always wear. Hey, I guess what this what you must see. Are you listening to me? That is is you must see. Don't assume just because it's Jesus, he's safe. His parents had to be warned in a dream. Leave this place. Why didn't the angel just protect Jesus? Come on, pick the information and work with it. Are you following me? In an open heaven, revelations that give you an edge. Information that is not available to the natural mind is brought to your notice to keep you safe, to keep you strong, to keep you winning. The essence of revelation, like I said, is to give you an edge in life. You don't have to toil like the commoner. You are a citizen of heaven. Your edge is in what the Spirit offers. And one of those things, revelations, visions, dreams. Oh, you need to pay attention to your dreams. Some of you... yeah after tonight be deliberate about every possible means that the spirit can communicate be deliberate about it don't just take it for granted sleep with a consciousness that even as i sleep the heavens are opened now dream man jacob dream or oh dream where the covenant that god made with his father was reestablished. god did not appeared to jacob the way he appeared to Abraham. isn't it but it was the same covenant the same covenant for jacob it was a dream imagine he just said Aah! and look how serious to took the dream he woke up and said wow wow god was here and i did not know for some of you god has been coming every night and you did not know Because you don't even expect anything you wake up and then you yawn you press phone you don't want to attempt to recollect. Was there any message in my dream? You are underutilizing your heaven like that. In an open heaven, intense supernatural activity, revelations and dreams. You see, if you cultivate the habit of praying, even in five minutes, blessing your night, my eyes are open my heart is open to the move of the spirit, as I sleep I sleep in the spirit you will notice every time you wake up you wake up with an impartation of the spirit I have woken up with about? yesterday as I into this morning as I I mean I just I could only sleep for about 25 minutes that was all I, I, I was afforded <laughs> And I saw a play out of my life. It was fast forwarded. The only thing I saw was I was on the pulpit. But I was changing clothes. I knew I would live long because of the kind of clothes I saw. It just played out fast forward. Like almost times five. I have never woken up so persuaded about all this before I woke up like that this morning. But I saw it. Boy, oh boy, I saw it. Are you following me? I slept. <laughs> but I slept in between prayers. <laughs> in between lots of prayers. Stop wasting your night. It can be more profitable. It can be more useful. Instead of having wet dreams all night... Goodness me, you can experience open heaven. Stop wasting your night. It's a, it's a window of supernatural impartation. Stop wasting your night. Jacob took a stone, put it, and slept. That's all. And the rest is history. Stop wasting your night. New Testament believer, don't. Don't despise dreams. Don't despise revelations. Don't despise visions. You see even greater men in the New Testament reliant on it. Paul at the point was going to preach. It was by revelation he was warned not to go to Asia. At the point he was in a ship that had experienced a terrible storm. It was by a revelation. An angel stood by him and said, nobody will die. No, Not one. Do you, can you imagine the peace that he brought to his soul? All your fret and worry. Maybe you are starving of revelations that should come through visions and dreams. Say it after me. My heavens are open for visions and revelations. open heaven you see visions and revelations visions and revelation that will give you an edge daniel was going to be slaughtered the king had told them if they did not tell him his dream they were going to be dead men by the next day daniel understood the principle of open heavens he knew that Revelation came from heaven. He knew how to open it. So he said, "Give me some time." And he went to pray. Daniel chapter two, and verse eighteen. And the thing was showed him. The thing was showed him. It's a thing that can be showed you. That problem is a thing that has solution. It can be showed you. The secret is not really a secret. Just open your heaven. It's not really a secret. There is nothing hidden under the sun. Acts chapter 18, verse 9 to 11. This is Apostle Paul, I think. The Lord spoke to Paul in night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak. Do not keep silent. Now, prior to this time, you see, There was reason for fear because they were not going to really embrace the message of Paul. Follow this story closely. The Lord spoke to Paul when in the night by vision, more likely a dream. Are you following me? Look at verse 10. For I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. It didn't look like that in the natural. Look at verse 11. Tremendous, And he continued there One year and six months A ministry of one year and six months Could have ended if There was no supernatural direction Saying stay Because it didn't look like it at first It didn't look like it And he stayed one year six months Because the Lord told him Don't worry, continue, continue Do the work I have plenty of people here When I came to this city I needed a revelation to stay did I say city? Hmm. <laughs> there are some places you need to remain there, but you will not remain if you don't operate by revelation. You will not remain. You say, Ah, God's going to do and It's a good for nothing deserted desert. That's what you think. Isaac was going to go on to Egypt. God said, Stay in this land. Revelation. Everybody say Revelation. Revelation. It gives you an edge. You don't have to, life does not have to be trial and error. You can be accurate. Are you listening to me? Every move can be a progress towards destiny. You don't have to waste your years. Revelation and visions. Uh, Let me move on here. In an open heaven, one last point here. God becomes more tangible. And that's basically what Genesis 28 affirms. The story of Jacob. God becomes more... Now for many people, God does not seem like he's close. Your problem has made it look as though God is far. God has abandoned you. You can imagine Jacob... Running away from Esau. The fear. Just come down to verse. Where did we read from? I think it was about 15 thereabouts.
0: Alright.
2: Start from verse 12, please. I think it was in verse 11 we began. Okay. So he dreamt, and angels he saw ascending and descending. Isn't that a good sight? Isn't that a wonderful sight? Isn't that a faith boosting sight? Some of you will see angels this morning. I, I was told that one yesterday night. I was told. I was told that one yesterday night. But what, what, what's that for? It's just to make God look tangible. Because you read the Bible and sometimes you cannot relate. You read of the seraphims and the caribbeans. One of them has six wings, with two they cover their face, with two they worship, with two they fly. And you can relate. And an open heavens, or an open heaven happens, so that these things can seem more realistic, tangible. God can, God comes down to your level in an open heaven. It's not like Jacob was an idol worshiper. Are you following me? When you see God introduce himself, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Some of you, the only thing you can say about God is what your pastor says. You need your own open heaven. Yeah. You can't run on the strength of another person's conviction. Nah, the journey is too tough for that. You need to say, God told me. You have said, my pastor said, we thank God for that. So, you We to begin to say, God told me. God led me. God showed me. Hey. Uh-huh. That means you're growing. You're growing. This young man here yeah, couldn't run anymore on Abraham and Isaac's own conviction. He needed his own. So God had to open heaven. Speak to him directly. You are part of this covenant. You are part of this covenant. You are part of this covenant. Afterwards, he began to practice worship. He began to give tithe. Maybe he has stopped. Abraham taught Isaac had to tithe. Isaac should have taught Jacob. I'm hoping so. Maybe because Isaac did not like Jacob. He taught only Esau. I don't know. But after this experience, Come say I'll begin to tight. I'll begin to tight. Why? He had personally met the Lord. Some of the sacrifices and consecrations of your Christian life is only going to happen when your open heaven happens. Because it will not make any meaning. Other people will be sacrificing. You'll be wondering why. Why are they stressing themselves? Why are they doing that? Because you have not had your own open heaven encounter. He made a vow. He said, God, ah! If you can deliver me, I will come back here and worship you. He built an altar. Maybe he had stopped praying. Maybe he had lost interest in God. But that singular encounter made God look more tangible again. Let me just wind this down here. I've shown you what happens in an open heaven. Let me tell you four or five things you can do very quickly to trigger it now all the open heaven experiences that we have read of most of them are divinely orchestrated Peter was hungry Jacob was tired sleeping Uh, we didn't read Ezekiel Ezekiel chapter 1 Ezekiel, it came to pass in the us year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month. What's the fourth month of the year? On the fifth day. So, April 5th, if they were using our calendar, but they were not using our calendar. But just to make it a bit more relatable, I was among the captives by the river Cheba, and, or rather, that the heavens. Way opened. And what was the result? So that's what happens in an open heaven. I see visions of God. Now, Ezekiel was not expecting an open heaven. Even the circumstances around his personal life here did not look religious. But God made it happen. However, with the Jesus' Example that we read in Luke 3. There are instructions that suggest there are triggers to open heavens. When Peter had his own open heaven experience, he wasn't also expecting it. He just fell into a trance after prayer. He wasn't expecting it. And I can say many times open heavens happen like that. You don't expect it, it just happens. But there are things you can trigger. You can do to trigger this experience and there are things you can do to sustain this experience. And I'm not saying everywhere you go you will be seeing angels. I'm only saying that your life will be such that it is always under the governing influence of heaven. So you don't have to see angels before you know I have angels. You have sustained that consciousness for so long, you don't doubt it again. Are you following me? You need answers from a heaven. It's just one look away. Lord, what do I do? And you get a reply. It may not come by lightning and thunder. It may come in a simple way, but it will not be like heaven will be silent over you. You can sustain the open heaven reality. It doesn't have to be a once in a while occasional visitation. Are you getting me? It means that you can walk in the spirit consistently so that supernatural encounters are consistent Supernaturally intensified activity is consistent yeah Jesus was like that he didn't have to wind himself to do a miracle are you following me he didn't have to wind himself he said okay, let me chant say why let me if I chant small the analogy before he was permanently under that realm he could wake up from a sleep and do a miracle. Wake up from the sleep, calm the storm, go back to sleep. Open heaven. Even in sleep, open heaven. But what are the triggers? Trigger number one. Make the kingdom of God your priority. All the examples we read about concerning open heaven in scriptures, you notice There was something about God's kingdom that was at stake. Jesus was about to be killed. An angel is dispatched to warn his parents. Paul is about to leave a city because he was discouraged from ministry. A dream is given in the vision of the night to encourage him to stay. These days, people only see vision to marry. Amen. (laughs) and that's the problem the concept of open heaven fundamentally is to drive God's purpose on the earth so is the kingdom of heaven your priority Jesus lived permanently under an open heaven because the father's business was always on his mind yeah always on his mind to operate under open heaven consistently, consistently prioritize the heavens. Prioritize what's above. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Set your affections on things above, or not on things on the earth. What's your priority? Where is your priority? It will jump at you. Many of the people that operate constantly in dreams and visions, they don't even ask for it. They are always just thinking about the father and his business. And so answers come. Answers come. They don't reach for it, they don't fast for it. It's their natural life. The supernatural has become their natural life. Because their heart is above. That's why Jesus says, Don't put your treasures on the earth. Because once your treasures are on the earth, your heart will also beware. Open heavens. Prioritize the kingdom. Prioritize the kingdom. Men who prioritize the kingdom have unrestricted access to the realms of heaven. Paul, could I, I, I don't see that man making a, a wrong ministry move everything is governed by God even his very existence when he was going to determine whether he will live or die he was saying if i live it's better for you if i die i will come be with God and rest but because of you i will continue to live is christ now is is every second every minute is prioritizing heaven not trying to make heaven know. are you listening to me to make heaven is a selfish thing sir. I mean making heaven the goal Just when I say <laughs> this phrase is when I say making heaven the goal I'm not saying try to make heaven I'm saying your entire pursuit in life is to push heaven's agenda heaven's agenda becomes your own agenda I have one agenda heaven's agenda that's how Jesus was number two Honor God in worship, reverence, submission, and a life that is pleasing to Him. When God spoke under that open heaven atmosphere in Luke chapter 3, what He said was, this is my beloved son, I am well pleased with Him. I am well pleased with Him. When God spoke in Malachi 3, with respect to the people of Israel, not given their tithe, he rebuked their dishonor and he asked them to prove him. Prove ye me and see that I will not open the windows of heaven. So, honor opens the heavens. Dishonor closes the heavens. Ishmael learns that the had way. They dishonored God, the heavens were closed. Idolatry, disobedience, rebellion, the heavens were closed. Are you getting it right now? So honor, honor, reverence. Every time Israel forgot, it was God that gave them power to make wealth. They begin to misbehave. The heavens were closed. So when they remember Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse thirteen, if I shut the heavens and there is no rain. And then subsequently verse 14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves And pray Turn from their wicked ways Seek my face I will hear from heaven And of course open the heaven So honoring God in obedience Honoring God in reverence Oh reverence opens the heavens That simple act of looking at heaven in reverence Our father it opens. It opens the heaven massively for your day. Don't wake up and just start going out, wearing clothes, going out. rever God. Honor God. and see the heavens. Open. If you live under a closed heaven, it's too much toil. Are we still together? Just no simple triggers here. Number three, leave us a citizen of heaven. Even though you are on earth. Live as a citizen of heaven. Think like that. Talk like that. Expect like that. Relate like that. And it's who you are. You see, heaven is a... Let me say it like this. It's, it's, heaven is a living environment. And because it's a living environment, it can recognize... Everybody say, everyone recognizes. When I say living, I mean that this first of is dead. It's not living. So it cannot recognize. If you come and carry it, it will not say, ah, you are not my own. Do you understand that now? But if you go and carry Perez, Perez may say, who are you? I don't know you. He recognizes his own. And so heaven responds to similar atmospheres. Heaven opens to similar atmospheres. For instance, when heaven sees worship, it responds Are you following me? And it responds by opening. So anything that is done in heaven that is replicated on earth will attract heaven's attention and open heaven. To interact with that reality. So if I worship, heaven responds. It opens to me. If I live as a citizen of heaven that I am, heaven responds. But if I don't, if I live in love with the world, obsessed with this present world, in a way, heaven is closed. I notice that I'm getting, I'm struggling to download information from God. The realms of glory is not flowing freely. There's traffic jam. <laughs> Have you imagined how easy it was for Jesus to hear God? It was, even though he was on the earth, he was always still in heaven. Because he lived as a citizen of heaven. Number four here, renew your mind with God's word. Your mind is a very important organ of sight. So, even visions and revelations are better facilitated when your mind is renewed. Yeah. You will see well if you know well. Are you listening to me? You will see well if you know well. Satan blinds people's eyes. Lest they see. Say it after me. I receive my open heaven. My mind has been renewed by God's word. My heavens are open. Let me explain this to you shortly. Don't allow your heart to tolerate the emphasizing of supernatural activity. Don't. Jesus lived supernaturally. Lots of supernatural activity were around his life and ministry. Don't live differently. It's dangerous. Don't. If your mind is not renewed, you'll be deflecting the visions of heaven. Some people is even overstudied that has made them lose appetite for things like this. Study the word. What is the word without supernatural confirmations? And they went everywhere preaching, and the Lord was walking with them, confirming the word with what? Signs and wonders. The word will be confirmed. Say something. the word will be confirmed. Ah, you have gone. Say it louder. The word will be confirmed. For some of you, your confirmations are happening already. There is something happening now. It's um, hot legs and cold hands. That's what's happening now. Hot legs. Contrary. <laughs> hot legs, cold hands. Strange. But uh, two of them are from heaven. Amen. Heaven carrying ice. It's carrying fire. It's all rain. One last point here. Passionate heartfelt prayers. Prophetic decrees. And impartation. No time. No time. Isaiah 63. And verse 1. Passionate heartfelt prayers. We saw it. Jesus came to a baptismal site. Everybody came to collect water. Jesus came praying. He came praying. How did you come to church today? Some of you strolled in without any sense of expectation. I was outside, I was people strolling. You just know this phone is just coming to church. Nothing. us shall go. Jesus came praying. But now come on, Baptism. He came praying. Are you following me? No, I said sixty-three. Not fifty three. Sixty three of Isaiah, please. Open
0: heavens,
2: open wide
0: and let it pour. Ah!
2: maybe sixty two. Are you? Go with verse two. So, verse verse two of sixty three. Verse 3 ignore it. I'm not trying to Maybe 62. Boys, oh Lord, rents the heavens. That's this phrase. Maybe if you look, it's it's one of these 60 somethings. Passionate prayers. Personal prayers. Prayer can open the heaven. Elijah is a classic example. And in his own case was rain. But You can call it of any other thing too. No be so. By prayer he closed the heaven. And then later by prayer he opened it back. By prayer. Stand to your feet.
0: Open heavens. Open wide and let it pour. Open now and fill my cup. Open heavens. Reveal the glory of the Lord. Open heavens. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see you. Everybody, open heavens. Open heavens. Open wide. Open wide and let it go. Open heavens. Open now. Open now and feel my power. Open heavens. Reveal the glory. Reveal the glory of the Lord. Open heavens. I want to see your kingdom come. I
1: want
0: to see your kingdom come. I want to see your kingdom come. I want
1: to see your kingdom
0: come. Open hands, Rain your power your, your power. power. Come and sing. Open
1: hands. At your
0: hold your hands, just the choir. I want see your kingdom come, I want see your kingdom come, 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 come. Let it spread, Jesus. Let it spread, Jesus. Let it spread, Jesus. Let it spread, Jesus. Let it spread Just leave that Let it spread From the top
2: We trust that you've been blessed by this teaching We look forward to receiving your testimonies Prayer requests and feedback You can send us a mail at judahmaye at yahoo.com That is J-U-D-A-H-M-A-Y-E
0: At yahoo.com Till next time, remain in the consciousness of God's word and power. Thank you.